welcome to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Nina Spears, the Baby Chick, and today I'm chatting with Lisa Mistella, a registered dietitian with a master's in nutrition and public health. Lisa has done research at the University of Washington on special needs children and type 2 diabetes, along with research on intermittent fasting at the University of Southern California. She then worked in personalized nutrition. After getting pregnant herself with her first child, Lisa realized how difficult nutrition for expecting a new mothers is. So she founded Bump and Blends, a company that makes and delivers dietitian designed smoothie cubes to support the many symptoms of new motherhood. Just pop her Bump and Blend cubes into the blender, add liquid and blend for a nutritious snack to help everything from fatigue and anxiety to leg cramps and swelling and everything in between. Lisa lives in Los Angeles, California with her husband and busy toddler Caroline and is currently pregnant with baby two along the way and she loves hiking, yoga and movie nights in. For today's episode, Lisa and I will be discussing what your body really needs during pregnancy and postpartum. With Lisa being a registered dietitian, she's going to give us the real scoop. It's important to understand what our bodies are deficient in, what vitamins we need to take, and what we can do to have the healthiest pregnancy and postpartum possible. Lisa is going to walk us through it and is answering our questions. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, I am so excited to be here. Oh, we are super excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So like I said in our intro, we're going to be talking all about like what our bodies really need during pregnancy and postpartum. And as a registered dietitian, I mean, you're the perfect person to talk to. But before we really dive into all of this, Lisa, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to our awesome listeners. Yes. So I am Lisa Mastella. I'm a registered dietitian with a master's in nutrition, and I'm also the founder and CEO of a company called Bump and Blends, which makes smoothies for women and their symptoms. And I am a mom myself. I have a toddler daughter, Caroline, and then I have baby number two on the way. And I live in Los Angeles and just passionate about nutrition and health. And yeah, that's me. Awesome. So when you were pregnant, I mean, that had to have changed. Obviously, you were knowledgeable in the whole, you know, dietitian world. But when you became pregnant, did you just have like an aha moment or did anything kind of click or learn anything new when you went through that experience? Oh, major. Yes. I was a dietitian. I had worked in hospitals. I had worked with cancer patients. I had worked doing outpatient at a wellness startup. And then when I became pregnant, it actually launched an entire company. I had an aha moment. That's how my company Bump and Blends was born because I found I was just so overwhelmed, even with all that education that I had, and even having had worked with some pregnant women in the past, I myself was overwhelmed by what was being asked of me nutritionally in terms of, you know, what I knew my body needed to make a person. But then I was so sick and I was so tired and I was just throwing up and napping and I was exhausted and, and it just it felt like a disconnect for me. I was like, how am I supposed to be taking this giant vitamin every day and eating nine servings of vegetables and this and that and getting calcium? And 
all while I'm just trying to like keep down mac and cheese, <laughs> like having so cravings for like mint chip ice cream. Like how am I supposed to do both? And it felt overwhelming to me, even with my education and background. And so I actually turned to smoothies as a means to get all those nutrients in. And then, you know, my company Bump and Blends was born from that. I love that. And that's so true. And that's why I can't wait to talk to you about <laughs> yeah. all of this because I know so many people can relate. You want to do eat the best because you know that, you know, this these are the building blocks of, you know, creating your child. You want to give them the best nutrients possible. But at the same time, if you're feeling like major morning sickness, super fatigued, you can't keep anything down. Like, what are you supposed to do? And also, many women do not know if I am struggling with all of that, what are the things that I really need the most that I like cannot skip on? What can I, you know, go to to help me with that? So we're excited to just dive on in with all this. So I'm going to start with my first question. Mm -hmm. What are the prenatal and postpartum vitamins that most people are deficient in? This is a great question because it's a tough question since every single person is different. But funny enough, and, and this is an unpopular opinion, so <laughs> I, might, I might ruffle some feathers with this one. But actually, I think if you have a pretty healthy diet and you're not just like you, you know, eating McDonald's for every meal, you're likely not really deficient in most vitamins. A lot of the things in your prenatal are probably things that you're already just fine at in terms of how much you have. But there are a few key vitamins and minerals and, and even certain fats that we are often deficient in. Like I would say most people are deficient in vitamin D. Most people are likely deficient in omega-3 fatty acids in their blood. And then there's just the added bit of when you are pregnant, when you are making a person you want to have that kind of extra bonus. You want to have the insurance of knowing you've got just a little surplus so that just in case you are deficient or just in case you have just enough of a certain vitamin or mineral, you're able to give all of that to the baby and then have some leftover for yourself. And I think that's where the prenatal vitamin comes into play. It sort of gives you that deep breath, that insurance that you are getting what you and your baby needs, especially at different times in pregnancy. Like when we're pregnant, we need more folic acid than not. And so if you aren't eating a lot of foods rich in folic acid, which in your first trimester, I highly doubt you are, if you're like me and all you ate was lasagna and mac and cheese, you're able to just take that prenatal vitamin and just relax that you had it. That makes me feel and I'm sure listeners out there are so much better knowing that like, okay, if we have a pretty standard diet that we're doing all right. Yeah. Like obviously a prenatal vitamin is smart and good. Uh, like you said, we need more folic acid, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually, I would love for you to talk to us a little bit about the difference between folate and folic acid, because I know that some vitamins will say that it has X amount of folate and some specifically list it as folic acid. So can you tell us a little bit about the difference? Yeah. So folate is it's a B vitamin. It's found naturally in foods as folate. Folic acid is the man-made version of that in supplements and added to fortified foods. It, it pretty much has the same effect. You know, taking maybe too much of the man-made form could lead to more like unmetabolized folic acid, but they're essentially the same thing. Like for all intensive purposes, they're the same thing. One is man-made, one is found naturally in food. So chances are you're consuming some natural folate 
in the food that you're eating. So like citrus fruits, beans, legumes, peanuts, leafy green vegetables, lentils, they all have folate in them. So if you're eating some of those foods every day, you're getting folate in. The trouble is if you overcook those foods, if you sometimes you're not really fully getting all the folate pulled out of those foods. And so that's why taking a supplement like a prenatal vitamin that has folic acid, which is that, like I said, that man-made synthetic form of folate, it's much more stable. It's better at entering your intestines. You know it's, it's going to be readily absorbed. But even still, for some women, folic acid is still more difficult to absorb. And so you might not be getting the full benefit. So it's it's really tough. It depends a bit on a lot of different factors. What you're eating, your genetics, how you're cooking what you're eating, even the quality of the supplement that you're taking can impact the folic acid in it. And so I think stressing about the difference and stressing about which one you're getting is going to be more harmful to yourself, to your body, than just getting it in in a few different ways and trying your best. <laughs> Awesome. And your description is actually going to be one of my next questions. But before we get into that, so what are some of the vitamins that people are most deficient in postpartum? Mm, postpartum, your body is sort of depleted overall. And this depends a lot on you know how you delivered, how your nutrition was during pregnancy, and then if you're breastfeeding or not. And what you're eating postpartum all plays a role in that. And so that's why a lot of people, and myself included, recommends continuing that prenatal vitamin throughout your postpartum days. Like, I'm actually a huge advocate of like people just taking a prenatal vitamin in their adult Always. female life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think there's any harm in taking a prenatal vitamin throughout your postpartum and throughout breastfeeding and beyond. I think postpartum, your body is pretty depleted in almost everything, especially when you're breastfeeding. And that's not to say that you're going to have like major vitamin and mineral deficiencies or anything, but it just means that your body needs a lot more of everything when you're postpartum. And it is definitely case by case. It's very much person to person. Like you could run a mother's labs who is breastfeeding twins and just delivered and sh all her labs are great. Meanwhile, you have a woman who's not even breastfeeding, but postpartum, she's depleted in X, Y, and Z. So it's definitely case by case, but I think the most important vitamins and minerals to be getting in postpartum are those in your prenatal, so taking that regularly, and then also making sure that you are getting those omega-3s that I mentioned in the beginning because those are going to enhance as well the quality of your milk if you're breastfeeding, and they're going to help give your brain that energy that it needs. <laughs> if you've ever been postpartum, you know how your brain is certainly affected, <laughs> and having those healthy omega-3 fats and healthy carbohydrates is going to really help you in the brain department. That's super good to know. So you've said that it's important to take that prenatal vitamin throughout pregnancy, even postpartum. And a lot of people will say, you know, postpartum is the first three months, six months, one year, however you guys want to, you know, label that. I think you should be taking it for that long. <laughs> yeah. And if you're breastfeeding, definitely as long as you're breastfeeding, taking a prenatal is great to enhance the quality of your milk. I love that. And then you said omega-3. So I want to know, is do you have a particular prenatal vitamin that you recommend as well as the other supplements that you were stating like the omega-3? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think 
certainly not all prenatal vitamins are created equal by any means. And the benefits of those prenatal vitamins can be measured in a lot of different ways, whether it's the quality and the research behind them or just how much they have, like how much bang for your buck they give you. So something like I know ritual prenatals are really popular right now. I can't speak a lot to the efficacy of the research behind ritual because they're a newer company and they kind of have that very like sexy startup glow about them. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to get to the actual hard and fast facts around the science that that has been done of the quality of ingredients in them. Other than just, you know, what they say on their website, there's not a lot of like third party testing that I've found. I could be totally wrong because I haven't found it yet. But the bonus of Ritual is that they include omega-3 fatty acids in the pill. So it's just one pill, which I mean, if you're in your first trimester, is that's the golden ticket. Getting it all into one small pill is nice. And then they also have 2000 IUs of vitamin D in them, which is another bonus. So it's kind of like Ritual's great if you just want to take those two pills and that's it and like call it a day. That's fantastic. Ones that have a ton of research behind them, uh, Thorn is a really good one. Rainbow Light is another really good one with a ton of research. And Rainbow Light also has spirulina in it. And and really it's about, yeah, the quality of the research. So Thorn, Rainbow Light, those are great. Ritual's nice that it kind of bundles it all up into one. And then taking a really trusted omega-3 at the same time. So a great omega-3, Nordic Naturals has a wonderful omega-3 fatty acid. But that's again, like, two big pills, which is a lot to, if you're, you know, having morning sickness. And another omega-3 that I really love is a liquid. And I know that sounds kind of gross to drink like a fish oil liquid, but I promise it tastes like a pina colada. The Barleyans or Barkleyans, it's available on Amazon. That one is great. And then in terms of the deficiency in vitamin D that I mentioned, making sure that your prenatal has 2000 IUs of vitamin D in it is one of the most important parts, or at least 1,000, at least four digits, I would say, is going to give you more sufficient vitamin D because a lot of them will have like 400 IUs and that's just not enough for a pregnant woman. This is super helpful. I love hearing these specific brands. I am curious, do you have any thoughts on Garden of Life and New Chapter? Have you heard anything about those? I haven't. No, I, you know, I haven't done the specific research on those. I certainly can. And then I can like share with you my thoughts later, but I haven't dove into those yet. I know that, you know, when I was working outpatient and working for another wellness startup, we had like an entire team of people whose sole job was to like really do deep dives on the research behind certain vitamin companies and supplement companies to make sure that like we're setting the gold standard. Mm-hmm. And time and time again, Thorn came out as like gold standard. Nordic Naturals was gold standard. Now Foods is another good one that was up there. But I can certainly do research on Garden of Life. Yeah, no worries about that. I was just curious because I know that some people have brought that up. And I'm like, that's a really good question. I'm not so sure. I know that they're popular. But those are, I love having specific name brands that we can share with Mm -hmm. our listeners and our clients. So then that way they know that they're getting like a high quality vitamin because you're so right. They could literally be putting anything. I don't even think that there's much like, you don't even have to have like FDA standards in like vitamins. You can basically put a vitamin out there and sell it. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Which, Which is, is why scary. it's so <laughs> scary for newer kind of hip, sexy vitamin startups coming out. It's like, 
okay, that's great. And it's really adorable and Instagrammable, but like, what is in this pill? Yeah. What am I ingesting and giving to my child? <laughs> it's really scary to think about. And it's unfortunately, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I, I should, I, I'm going to reach out to Thor and be like, Hey, you know, I talk about you a lot. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> throw a sister a bone here. Throw a sister a bone. I, I, yeah, I can't say enough good things about Thorn and Nordic Naturals. That's awesome. Hashtag okay, not cool. sponsored. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag exactly. <laughs> I love it. So I'm curious now, is there a way someone can tell that they're deficient in a certain essential vitamin? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's each vitamin, each mineral deficiency will like kind of manifest in very different ways. And often when you're truly, truly, truly deficient to the point of having symptoms, it's like, you know, serious for something like vitamin D you're not going to be showing major symptoms of vitamin D deficiency, like where you're like, oh, shoot, I have to go to a hospital. Like this, it's very clear that something is wrong with you until you're like extremely at the point of serious vitamin D deficiency. Well, vitamin D isn't, isn't a great example because it's much, much less, uh, <laughs> the symptoms are a little bit more obvious for that particular vitamin. But mainly, I think what you'll find with most vitamin and minerals is feeling a sense of fatigue, like very low energy, just sort of waking up in the morning already feeling tired. And that is tough. It's tough to diagnose because sometimes that's motherhood. Like, Totally. <laughs> sometimes that's, you know, quarantine. Sometimes that's just work or you know, troubles in your relationship or struggles with toddlerhood or having a teenager, like what have you. It's very hard to say like, oh yes, this is a B vitamin deficiency or something like that. But it could be that like if you are feeling that kind of exhaustion or fatigue or really low energy, trying a prenatal vitamin or switching vitamin brands could be a, one of the many ways that you try and overcome it, whether that's switching vitamin brands and hey, try and drink more water or get a new yeah. pillow or, you know, there's so many different causes for extreme fatigue and low energy. And that's like one of the things I do as a dietitian is help people get to the bottom of that, whether it is that they had no idea that they're allergic to something or intolerant to something that they're eating causing that, or that they're not drinking nearly enough water for their particular body or the vitamin deficiency. Sometimes it's a bit of trial and error. Yeah. Okay. That's that's helpful to know, though. So are there creative ways to sneak in the foods we really need prenatally and postpartum? I know, obviously, your company, Bumpin' the Lens, <laughs> is a great yeah. way with the whole, like, pop it in a smoothie because I, I love how easy that is and it's easy to digest. That's so great. I just am curious if there's anything else that you know of. Or did you realize like, oh no, there's nothing else. So I have to create this, this company. <laughs> yeah. Right. So hashtag not sponsored by my own <laughs> company. Bump and blends. Yes. Came of the idea of like, this is too hard to be getting all these vitamins in. And it just doesn't taste good. Like a giant pill with spirulina in it or iron or what have you is just omega threes. Like it's very overwhelming and it doesn't taste good. And then you feel nauseous if you have it on an empty stomach, X, Y, Z. So yes, packing those nutrients into a smoothie can help with specific symptoms and can help with 
just getting all of the nutrients that you need when you're pregnant or postpartum. So that is bump and blends. That's my favorite way to sneak it in. But smoothies overall, even not bump and blends, just making a smoothie and packing it in with all the different, like a really a variety of fruits and vegetables, or even tossing your prenatal vitamin into your smoothie. Oh, that's smart. Mm -hmm. That's a really great way to do it, especially if you have like rainbow light, it's not sort of encapsulated in that sort of what looks like plastic capsule. So it is a very chalky, flavorful pill. (laughs) I say flavorful. Like I feel like when I was pregnant with my first daughter, Caroline, I took rainbow light prenatals. And as much as I loved them as a prenatal, they were just the touch of it to my tongue would make me throw up because it was so intense. But I knew it was the best one that I had researched and I really wanted to take myself. And so yes, throwing it into a smoothie was like the best thing I could do. But yes, so sneaking an actual pill, the best thing I would say is smoothies or blending it into something. In terms of sneaking in the nutrients, I think smoothies and sauces are another really great way to do it. So what I typically do when I make like a pasta for my family is I will blend up chickpeas, a splash of lemon and like dark leafy greens like spinach and kale with some olive oil and walnuts and chia seeds and flax seeds, getting those omega-3s in into a blender so that it makes this like kind of gross looking paste. Uh, Right. (laughs) But what I do is I take like three or four heaping tablespoons of that paste and just stir it into tomato sauce. And you would never, ever know. Like all it does is thicken up the tomato sauce and and kind of add an almost like, ooh, what is that? Like an umami flavor to it a little bit, like <laughs> nuttiness from the walnuts. But it's fantastic. And nobody really knows it's in there. It makes the sauce really thick, kind of gives it this fun little extra flavor that actually tastes good. And meanwhile, you know, chickpeas, lentils, those things have iron and gosh, beans are like the least sexy superfood. There are so many phenomenal vitamins and minerals in beans. And then there's the omega-3 fatty acids from the walnuts and the chia seeds. And then the dark leafy greens give you extra iron and several nutrients there. And then the little splash of citrus is going to give you vitamin C to help you absorb the iron from the dark leafy greens. And so it just kind of like jam packs a sauce with some extra vitamins and minerals. That is so smart. I I wouldn't have even thought about the (laughs) sauce. So I love that idea. And for all of you moms with picky toddlers out there, (laughs) that's a tip for you too. (laughs) Yes, that is a great one. And then it also can help if you're giving that to your child, like from infancy, it actually can help you know, enhance their palate a bit. Like my daughter has been having that sauce since she was like six months old and she loves each and every ingredient in that sauce. I think because she was given it such a young age. Yeah, for sure. Developing that in her palate. That's so Mm -hmm. smart. And then smoothies are great for picky toddlers too, to get their vitamins in. Like if you pack a smoothie with some sort of citrus, dark leafy greens like spinach in a smoothie is amazing because you can put like a gallon of spinach into a smoothie and as long as you have like one piece of fruit in that smoothie you're never going to taste the spinach it's amazing so smart but spinach chia seeds walnuts like nut butters those things in smoothies as long as it's not a smoothie that's just fruit in it is is great love it i love it so now i'm curious 
obviously you stated that you're pregnant with baby number two, which congratulations. We're so excited for you. How far along are you? I am about 18 weeks or so right now. Yeah, I'm due in October. Oh my God. Oh, October when? 22nd. 22nd. I have an October baby. They're pretty fabulous. So I'm so excited for you. Oh Oh, my gosh. Is your daughter super excited or just has no idea? She's, she's excited. She's so cute about it. Like she's sort of in between overjoyed and having no idea. Like (laughs) she switches back and forth. Some days she'll be like talking to my belly, like, hi baby, come out now. And like trying to pull it out of my belly button. Like she thinks something's going to happen or she tries to dig through my belly button. And then other days I'm like, hey, say hi to the baby. And she's like, yeah, whatever, mom. (laughs) I'm busy. Over it. (laughs) But I think as I get a lot bigger and like seriously, third trimester big, she will probably be paying more attention to it. She has started to feel the baby kick, which she gets really excited about. I love that. That's awesome that she's gotten. I feel like anytime I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, feel. And the baby just stops. I'm like, well, that's just how it works, right? (laughs) Right. That's always the case. That's the case with my husband always. But my daughter, I feel like the baby kind of kicks more when she's near, which is. I love it. I love it. So yeah. So I'm curious now with like this pregnancy, what have you been doing with it? I know that you said like with your first pregnancy, you were feeling like crazy nauseous, Mm -hmm. fatigue, all this stuff. And that's why you started your company. So you could, you know, get those nutrients and vitamins. But I'm wondering now with this baby, like, how is everything going? What are you doing now to like, be on top of all of that? Like, yeah, tell us the scoop. Honestly, I I did so much of the grunt work when I was pregnant with my daughter. I spent so much of my pregnancy doing the research of like, oh, okay, week 24, I need to be having extra vitamin D and calcium because she's developing bones and teeth. You know, each individual phase of pregnancy, I was like researching and taking notes and trying to figure out exactly what I needed because, you know, like I'm I'm not crazy. I'm I'm just passionate about nutrition, (laughs) but it was it was almost fun for me to kind of dig in and learn so much about each individual phase of pregnancy and what I needed to do to set her up for the most success that now that I have bump and blends, it's honestly again not sponsored by my own company. I should be. I am a customer of my own company. So I, I literally just get my smoothies delivered once a week and I know that they're just designed for my phase of pregnancy and I don't even have to think about it. So it's been really easy. I love that. And you should be a customer of your own company. If you weren't, I'd be really concerned. <laughs> no, it's, it's funny. Our delivery drivers will like deliver to my house. And I'm like, hi guys. Yeah, sorry. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. so awesome. Well, well, I'm so glad that everything's going well and that, you know, <laughs> pregnancy is, is treating you right. So yeah. the last part, I'm now curious with the postpartum. So are there foods and nutrients that you recommend for really like helping with that fatigue, boosting milk supply, all of that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So postpartum, oh gosh, what a cluster that is. It's so overwhelming on the body. Your hormones are so crazy and out of whack. If you're breastfeeding, it's like tenfold. If you're not breastfeeding, it's still awful. And and I say awful. It's magical, special, wonderful time, but also just let's be real. It's it's kind Sorry. of awful at times. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just so overwhelmed and your your body is literally like, I mean, we get night sweats postpartum. That's how screwed up our hormones are. And just trying to like leach out 
all the craziness of pregnancy and kind of bring you into this next phase. And so with postpartum, nutrition is like infinitely more important. Breastfeeding, not breastfeeding, what have you. Your body's healing. So that's important to take into account to make sure you're getting a lot of vitamin C and zinc to help your body heal. You lost a lot of blood in labor and delivery. And so getting iron in to make sure that you're kind of repleting your iron stores. Iron is important there. And then making sure you're getting plenty of complex carbohydrates to fuel your brain and to help you make milk if you're making milk. And then making sure you're getting healthy fats in to help fatten up your milk and fatten up your baby. It's just like, oh my gosh, the list is never ending of what we need postpartum. But my best tips for nutrition postpartum is oatmeal. And it's, it's kind of funny because it's like beans. It's like the least sexy superfood. Like it's not like charcoal or like chlorophyll water, whatever you want to hear. But it's <laughs> oatmeal is great for postpartum, mainly because I pack my oatmeal with stuff. Like you can put similar to the sauce, which is also great postpartum, or a smoothie. You can just pack oatmeal with phenomenal ingredients and calories and nutrients that you need. And it's so delicious. Like if you're making oatmeal, so let's say you, one thing I will say is not to put milk in your oatmeal. And this is because oatmeal is packed with iron. And when you consume iron from a plant-based source, it's not as readily absorbed by the body. And you want to make sure you're setting it up to absorb well. And so you want to pair it with vitamin C not calcium. So if you are drinking milk with your oatmeal or if you're putting milk into your oatmeal, you're not going to absorb all of the iron from the oats as readily as if you were to mix it with water and then put in some source of vitamin C, which for oatmeal, strawberries is great, or just eating an orange at the same time. Oh, that is such a good tip. I need to forever remember that because I normally have it with milk. So that's really smart. And if you're postpartum, you think, oh, you're having it with milk because you're adding extra calories and fat and that's going to be good for the baby. But what I do for my oatmeal is first, of course, the oats with water. That's like the base. And then adding in a tablespoon of chia seeds, a tablespoon of flax seeds or hemp seeds, like all the seeds, and then some nuts, particularly walnuts and almonds are great for postpartum. Walnuts are the only nuts that have omega-3 fatty acids in them. And so they're fantastic. So some crushed walnuts, some almonds, and then nut butter is a fantastic addition as well, because that's going to give you extra healthy fats and calories there. And the legumes are going to have the folate in them naturally. So nut butter, walnuts, almonds, oats, seeds, and then banana as well has magnesium and potassium and other electrolytes, which is going to help you sort of refuel and rehydrate. And so banana, nut butter, nuts, seeds, and oats <laughs> and then some strawberries <laughs> and that sounds delicious like you're making me hungry like right yeah, yeah it's amazing and it's hearty and it's warm and it feels good and it's just like yes this is what my body needs so just like a hot bowl of oatmeal like that that's just loaded up with that vitamin c to help the iron absorb is one of the best things that you can eat when you're breastfeeding or when you're postpartum to heal and then just plenty of citrus fruits as well that have the vitamin c in them 
I love that. And also you said the warmth. I wanted to add like, according to like the Ayurvedic method of, you know, staying, you know, healing your body postpartum, they're all about like warm foods, like keeping your chi um, warm. So like staying away from the cold stuff. So I know that like some people like swear by the broths, like bone broth, Mm -hmm. all that. And so the oatmeal, you're right, like that warmth. So if you're going more towards like that Eastern medicine type of thing, that's also another yeah another cool thing about the whole oatmeal I love that great tips and I gave birth to my daughter in June in Los Angeles so it was like so hot and I felt like just the kind of like smothering feeling of breastfeeding and being stuck on the couch and being kind of bedridden when it's so hot outside and sunny and also getting like the night sweats and just like I was so sweaty postpartum was disgusting I sort of almost didn't crave warm foods. I was like, give me more smoothies. Give me something refreshing. Give me fruit. So I I don't know. I'm excited that it'll be like October when I give birth with my second, just because like, I do think that warm foods are very healing and that's kind of what you need postpartum. But it did not work for me with my first daughter. So yeah, I- <laughs> not in the middle of summer, like here in Texas. If yes, you're having a July-August baby, can I know? <laughs> you're like, yeah. give me the snow cones. Like, can I put some vitamins in that? That's yeah. what I'm going to bathe in. <laughs> exactly. That was how I was with my daughter. I just continued making my smoothies and was like, you know, I did the oats and the oatmeal, but I often turned them into oatmeal balls. Like I would roll it into a ball and then put it in the freezer oh, or fridge and eat go. it like that because it was just so... So I just wanted cold stuff. I love it. No, that's so cool. Awesome. (laughs) And so Lisa, like before we sign off, do you have any like final thoughts or recommendations or just words of advice that you want to give to women that are pregnant or postpartum, like trying to learn more about their bodies and health? Yeah, I think overall, when it comes to nutrition, of course, like we mentioned, it's so important to really think about where you're getting your information from, whether it is a registered dietitian, a trusted, truly scientifically backed source, like literally URL ending in .edu or .org kind of thing. But I know that the overwhelming amount of information from all angles can be just that. It can be overwhelming and it can be kind of paralyzing and scary. And you might read one thing that tells you to do the opposite of what you're currently doing. And then, you know, you feel like you're getting pulled in all these directions, but like the most important thing that you can do for yourself and for your baby or your growing baby is, is honestly to relax about it a bit. And like you are doing your absolute best. You are caring, which is like, 90% 90% of the way, like that's that's the best thing that you can do is care about what you're putting in your body. And so if you're eating things in moderation, if it, not overall in moderate, you know, if you're, if you're hungry, you're hungry, eat. But like if you're doing healthy eating in moderation, if you're going moderately into research or you're going moderately, in, if you're taking your prenatal vitamin nine out of 10 days, like you're doing an awesome, awesome job. And like stressing about going above and beyond, stressing about the information, like sometimes that stress can cause more harm than what the nutrition can actually do for you. So really just being mindful of, of your stress about it and just saying like, you know what, I'm doing a great job. And like, yeah, maybe I had pizza for dinner, but you know, I'm going to have oatmeal for breakfast or maybe I took my prenatal vitamin yesterday and I forgot today. That's great. I'll remember again tomorrow. Like just kind of giving yourself a break because you know, your baby's in good hands and you're doing your very best. And that's like the most important thing to take away. 
That's so great. Thank you so much, Lisa. This was awesome. This was so fun hearing from you, but also really helpful and great information for us to know about, you know, what we can do to make sure that we're not missing any important vitamins and minerals and all of that. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I am such a dork about nutrition. So I love nerding out about it. I love talking about it. I'm always open if anyone ever has like questions specifically to them or wants to learn more. It's like my favorite thing to talk about. So (laughs) I love it. No, then I'll make sure you guys in the description, you can find Lisa's Mm -hmm. information to reach out to her. But yeah, to our listeners, like a big thank you to all of you guys. We always like to hear your thoughts and what you're experiencing during your pregnancy and postpartum. You know, is there a certain vitamin that you absolutely loved or a type of food that you just couldn't get enough of? We want to know, share your experiences with us by going on our Facebook Facebook page where we'll be posting today's episode. We'll also be answering everyone's questions in the comments. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Chick Chat, the Baby Chick podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts.